In today's show, we're looking back at all of the action from Wednesday. There were 11 games on. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball, this episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on the ones that you want to keep. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Not going to muck around too much. There's 11 games on, so we're going to get into them. There's a lot to talk about. Let's start with some news. The uh, the tank, Tom Bryant. <laughs> Um, this won't surprise anyone or it shouldn't surprise anybody, but he won't be back until January. He tore his ACL in January. He's still going to be a ramp-up player who's going to have limited minutes and is honestly their third-best center. Don't expect big things. He's not a 12-team stash. Um, don't worry about it. There you go. There's your update on Tom Bryant. Luka Doncic out for the least of the rest of this week with that ankle problem. So that boosts the short-term value of Jalen Brunson. It boosts the value in deeper leagues for Trey Burke. It pushes Tim Hardaway Jr. back into 12-team discussions for the rest of the week. And in Houston, got House, Porter, and um, Jalen Green out. It looks like Jalen Green is going to be the first one of those guys to return. So we're thinking House is out another week or so, and Porter out a little bit longer than that, maybe 7 to 10 days, maybe longer. So adjust your expectations on those guys. That does boost the value of minutes for Eric Gordon, Josh Christopher, um, Garrison Matthews, the designer Armani Brooks. We'll talk about those guys a little bit later, but we're not going to have those players back, or especially Kevin Porter, who's the most fantasy relevant out of that trio. He's not going to be back for at least another week, and they, they didn't give any particular time frame on it. They just said it was uh, yeah out indefinitely at this stage, and he is uh, yeah, going to be out for longer than what Jalen Green is. So let's talk. That's a good transition. Let's talk about those Houston Rockets. Or actually, for it. Drop a Watfo in the comments below. If you are on YouTube, Watfo for tomorrow's show in the comments below. Yes, that'd be awesome. Let's look at that first game. And this was a gigantic ass-kicking by the Cleveland Cavaliers. The final score looks a little bit better than what the game actually was. It's 124-89 to Houston. They were without the crucifix Christian Wood. It looks like he's going to be out tomorrow. So, of course, of course, Stephen Silas, who we hope is okay. He had to leave this game due to dehydration. It looks like he's fine, but we hope he's all right. Um, of course, he decided to start Daniel Tice. They got killed. And then the, when the delicate dancer came in, Alperen Sengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. When he came in, they actually played worse. I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. He was bad early on. They, were really, they got killed early on. Maybe not that he was bad, but that whole unit was bad. But Sengun, 28 minutes, 19, 11, and 5, two steals and a block. This bloke is an absolute fantasy gem. 47 fantasy points. He's a top 90 player over the last two weeks in 19 minutes. He has to be added in every single league. Now, I know Christian Wood was out. 
I know that this team has a fetish with playing shit old blokes like Daniel Tice. No offense to Daniel Tice. He could really help a good team as a backup center. But this guy is better than basically everybody on this team. Maybe not Christian Wood. He's a better player currently, I think, Shangun than what Kevin Porter is. He's definitely a better player than Jalen Green. Is he a better player than... He's not better than Eric Gordon, fair enough. Um, maybe I'm just going over the top. He's really good and he needs these minutes. But that's 20 plus in the last three. And this shows the value of him. You have to add him. We've been saying that for you know a while. And we've been saying as soon as he gets minutes, he has to be rostered. We just didn't know where the minutes would come given the rotations they were using. And when Wood comes back, he might play 18 minutes and completely like blow into our dicks or something. I don't know. Something bad. Maybe you don't think that's bad. I don't know. Got to have him. Got to have him. Maybe you sell high. But I'm telling you now, there is top 40 upside in this bloke. As early as this year, if the minutes come. The Wild Thing had 12 and 6. Jay Sean Tate with two threes and three steals, while David Nwaba played uh, 27 minutes, which is something. DJ Augustin got ejected, while the designer Armani Brooks, 22 minutes, three points. Gary Bird, Garrison Matthews had one point in 29 minutes. And as I have said, numerous times, right? Is that these guys are putting up numbers, but there is under no circumstance that they are going to remain as 12-team league guys because they are not that good. There were people legitimately telling me, mate, Garrison, mate, Garrison Matthews, they just got to start him and they're going to bring Jalen Gray off the bench. And you know how crazy that sounds? Imagine if you said that repeating it to yourself now. Like they are not that good. They are fine. And they are filling in and they are doing what they need to do. But this is why when you have those guys, you find the person who jerks off players like that and you try and sell high on them because it has no chance of being able to stick. I get shit wrong all the time. All the time. But this was obvious. And, and it's also obvious that Garrison Matthews is going to be better than a, a one-point game. That's obvious. We know that's true. But to think that they were some going to, going to be some staple top 80 player was pretty crazy. Uh, and we've already seen that regression. If you want to drop Gary... Or Brooksy, it's fine. Like the up again, the upside is not that high on these blokes. That you need to hold through everything. Joshy Christopher had 17 points with six of 10 shooting from the line, which is horrific. But just getting those minutes is really, really interesting. And he is a guy that I do look at some point after trades go down or these injuries persist that might be able to sneak into 12 team numbers. My man Usman Garuba had two steals as well. Really, I like him. It's going to take a while to get there for him, uh, especially this season. But I do like him for the Cla- for the Clavs for the Cavs. It's hard to judge too much in this one because of the blowout, but Rick Rubio. You want assists? Bang, 12. You want steals? Bang, bang, four. That's what he does. He had seven points on six shots, 33%. That's bad. But you get assists and steals. That's what he brings to you. Kevin Love played 15 minutes. Ah, it doesn't matter. 15 and six with three threes. He is remarkably, remarkably a top 50 player over the last two weeks playing 19 minutes a game. That is, that's not going to stick, but he can still remain a 12-team league guy somehow. Garland had 21 in 25 minutes. He looks awesome. While there was no Evan Mobley in this game, so they started Dean Wade, and he even dropped in a double-double. That's how bad Houston is, 16 and 10. The sell-high opportunity for Isaac Okoro is there. He is not going to continue to be this level of shooter, but he went 7 of 9 again for 20 points with three threes. Nothing else. Three rebounds, zero assists, one steal. But he can't be that good of a shooter. He's not. He's not. He just isn't. So, add him if you want. Understand that it's not going to stick. Sell him for any top 100 player, literally anyone, and I think you'll be okay. 
while Jarrett Allen had six and nine, only played 18 minutes, did have three fouls. But again, this was just such an ass-kicking that minutes were down. I'd be more than happy to drop the Discman. C.D. Arsman, he played 18 minutes for eight points. Um, seems to have fallen out of favor a little bit here in the last couple of games, and you know, the upside's not high enough to fall through or to hold through the situations when, uh, when you are out of favor. But if you want to take an under on the points that C.D. Osman would play, hey, Price Picks, it's here for you. It is daily fantasy made easy. If you haven't checked it out, I'm telling you, you're missing out. It is the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. It's not just the superstars they have. All of the bench guys, they're there. Even those guys getting a handful of minutes a night, shout out to Dean Waite. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of, points and threes and assists and blocks and fantasy points even. So go sign up, use the promo code NBA and get a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. It's easy. You just pick two to five players, pick their over-unders on certain props, combine them together, and your entry can give you 10 times back if you hit. Use the award-winning app as well. So get that app, download it, and love how easy it is to enter. Under 60 seconds to get an entry in, and payouts are safe and fast. Go to pricepicks.com and use the code NBA. Well, go to your app store and download the app. Pricepix is daily fantasy made easy. If you're not playing Pricepix, you honestly don't know what you're missing. Okay, second game. Atlanta Hawks, comfortable win there over the Orlando Magic. 111.99 is the final score. Trey Young had some neck issues, but he was able to return. Let's hope nothing gets, gets uh, to be a problem there. 44 fantasy points, 28, 4, and 4 with two steals, and his elite shooting continues while the Baptist Johnny Collins played 36 and had 21 and 10, and his good numbers are there as well. Only 27 for Capella. Um, the Kerner had 11 boards with four assists and two blocks. He continues to be just annoying. Like, he's just so up and down. 80th ranked player this year. While um, Kevin Herter struggled for seven points but had five assists, and Cam Reddish uh, dipped in with 13 points and three threes. I think Herter's a 12-team hold. I think Reddish is a 14-team league sort of a player. Uh, Luawu Cabro had seven points in 20 minutes. He's not really touching the sides of any league. And Gallinari dropped in 10. And Lou Williams had 14 in his 18 minutes. Now for the Magic, they were allegedly starting Gary Harris, but just moments before tip. This isn't even one of the worst ones of the day. Moments before tip, it was like, ah, RJ Hampton's out there. All right, cool. Gaz was out with uh, hamstring tightness, which is the second time that's happened this season. Where It happened opening night where Gary Harris was supposed to start and then he was pulled off. Giggity. I needed to hit, hit that louder. Giggity. Not louder, quicker. Um, right opening tip, and then Suggs stepped in. And now uh, Roderick Hampton got the start. Now, Hampton had 15 points in 27 minutes, but it wasn't him that really benefited. It was Terry Ross. 18, 7, and 8, a steal and a block. We talked about him on the Waiver Wire show earlier today. He's actually looking like a 12-team league player for now. I don't think it lasts, but for now, man, it's happening. He's, he's playing well. With Mo Bumber out, we had another Mo. In fact, it was a flaming Mo. Mo Wagner dropped in 19 and 6. Deep league stream while Bumba remains out while his brother, Franz Wagner. A stinker from him, 10 points, 14 shots. He'd been playing out of his mind, top 50 over the last two weeks. It was going to fall off at some point, and it did. And speaking of falling off, Cole Anthony had seven points, but it took 14 shots to get there. Just a stinker. No defensive stats, no threes. But he had five rebounds and five assists. He's been sick, obviously. But would you believe that over the last two weeks, Cole Anthony is the fourth best Magic player behind Franz, behind Terry Ross, and behind Wendell Carter? Pretty interesting stuff, isn't it? Considering how good he's been all year, real drop-off at the moment for Cole. Uh, Carter had 9 and 15 in 30 minutes, again, with uh, no Muhammad Bamba. The third game, 
The Miami Heat, they were up big over the Sixers. They choked it away, and then this, they got the win in the end, 101-96. The Undertaker, Dwayne Dedman, dropped in 10-14 and 14 with five assists and two steals. I just can't get a handle on this bloke. It's 22 minutes one night. It's 14 one night. It's 30 the next night. It's all over the shop. Stream him, sure. But in general, he's going to be your worst player, and he's not going to be that absolute must-hold sort of guy as we deal with the absence of um, Bam Adebayo. No Jim Butler. No Tyler Hero. So Gabe Vincent started 26 points with seven threes. That's really good. Really hot shooting from Gabe. Of course, we don't trust that he's a 58% shooter, but he is providing some interesting stream value. Well, Duncan Robinson also did a good thing. 21 points in 39 minutes. That brings him to be the 174th ranked player this year. Sure, you want to stream him now? No worries. But when those guys are back, there's no point. Well, Lowry had 14, 6, and 5. And PJ Tucker, hmm, 12 points, two threes, a steal, and a block. If you want to stream him for 12s, I get it. I wouldn't be rushing for it. I wouldn't be excited about it, but he's fine. The Winter Soldier, Max Struess, had nine points in 23 minutes. His uh, value is clearly behind Vincent. And remember, also, Caleb Martin was out of this one, guys, that could cut into his playing time. For the Sixers, they did bring back Joel Embiid and Seth Curry after whatever happened last game, and Embiid played 37 minutes. Hurt his ankle, I think it was, at the end of the game, but played through it 17, 14, and 5. Well, Tyrese Maxey had a big one, giggity. 27 points in 42 minutes with five assists and two threes. 73% shooting. Max is a hold, but remember, he's not the 25% shooter. He's not a 75% shooter. He's like a 45, 46 guy. But he just seems to wildly vary between those numbers and can't really find a consistent middle ground. Dan Green came off the bench, had five steals with three threes. He can be a 12-team streamer, while the thick hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Um, that was probably a bit harsh on Harris the other day, saying he'd just been shit house because he had. But then after the game today, well, he had 25-5-4. and four. Yeah, really good shoes. A good game. He was on the Bilo show as well, either this week or last week. But he's still, he said he's still feeling the effects of COVID. He said it still feels like he's got a cold every day. Like, how long is this shit affecting him for? Man, that's crazy. So we hope that he's all right. But it doesn't affect everyone the same way, obviously. But it's been lingering for him, much like it was for Jason Tatum last year. Matisse Thibel had zero points and zero rebounds. Shout out to Tony Snell. But he did have one steal and two blocks. Actually, we hope Tony Snell's okay. He had to leave today's game for a personal issue. I think he's expected back soon, but we'll talk about him later. Um, maybe we won't. I'll get it in now. Uh, Thibel is not a must-roster player at all. He's not. He can provide the defensive stats, but there's just too many bullshit other missing parts of his game that don't make him must-roster. Shake Milton. Shake, shake, shake. Six points in 22 minutes. There was no George Yang. There was no Furkan Korkmaz. Um, Yang's in the protocol, so he's going to be out a few more games. Korkmaz has a non-COVID illness, so he could return for the next contest. The next game is the Los Angeles Lakers. They took down the Dallas Mavericks in overtime, 107-104. How about HBK over here? Austin Reeves. 15 points, five threes, seven rebounds, 32 minutes. Remember who is out? Talon Horton Tucker, Trevor Ariza, Kendrick Nunn, and now Malik Monk. There's a huge role here. He'd been playing 20 minutes a night anyway. He's better than most of those blokes. Hit the game winner, 15 points, five threes. That's huge. 83% shooting is completely unrealistic, obviously. And I wouldn't worry about adding him in 12s. 14s I would consider. Westbrook had 23, 10, and 9. LeBron had 24, 3, and 5. And Davis, in his return, played 39 minutes, 20 and 12. But... Overall, pretty disappointing from him, I would say. They also decided to start Wayne Ellington. The Duke hit three threes. He had three steals. That's good. 
That's only going to be deep league stuff. Well, please stop holding on to Carmelo Anthony. Please. Please. Get that garbage out of here! Nine points in 24 minutes while Avery Bradley should not be in the rotation, but played 24 minutes, had five points. He's been getting steals in decent chunks, so maybe if they keep using him, they shouldn't. They should just play Reeves. But if they keep using Bradley, maybe you could stream him for steals. But yeah, he's uh, he's annoying. Um, on to the Dallas Mavericks. Percentages. Yep. Chris Dabbs had 23 and 12 with two blocks in 39 minutes. Remember, no Doncic for the rest of the week. Tim Hardaway, 20 points, nine rebounds, 40 minutes. Hardaway's been a drop, but with Doncic out, he's an ad. Jalen Brunson, the burner, 25-3-9. Thanks for hitting on your over on my Best Bets article today. Loved it. Muxy Kleber played 33. Nine points, three threes, seven rebounds, and a block on him. Always going to watch Muxy's value because I know that he can be a 12-team league player. I also don't expect him to be a 12-team league player because he's too inconsistent. Um, but he has the occasional game where you, you want to stream someone in to get some blocks and to hit some threes. Yeah, he can be one of those guys. Uh, who can help out in that sort of a situation. So, yeah, he was solid enough here. Dorian Finney-Smith tripped to the locker room, but came back, played 43, had 10 and 9 with two assists. Not great, but prior to that, he'd been solid enough to at least be a back-end 12-team league guy. Probably more suited to 14s in the general scheme of things, but can have 12-team value. While in deeper leagues, Trey Burke had 12 points in 22 minutes. So if you are looking for someone in a deeper format, with Doncic out, there is a boost for him. While Reggie Bullock continues to be actually horrendous. Like, I don't know why he is this bad. Uh, all I know is that he is this bad and he continues to be this bad. And it's very, very strange to see him be actually this bad. But I'll tell you what isn't bad. That is... Well, no, actually, you know what? You know what? You know what's almost as bad as the form of Reggie Bullock? Paying for subscriptions that you don't want paying for subscriptions that you don't need or paying for subscriptions that you forgot about. That's terrible. That's dreadful. That's why Truebill's here. The new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start cancelling today at truebill.com slash lockedonnba. Go right now, truebill.com slash lockedonnba. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash lockedonnba. All right, next game. The Pelicans. They get the win. Devontae Graham, thank you. Getting that one over the line for New Orleans. They win it on the road against the Thunder, 113-110. Big win. Big win against the Thunder. Jonas Vassal Inuansas. Valanciunas had 19 and 16 in 34 minutes. And of course, that meant Billy Hernan Gomez played 13 minutes and had 7 and 3. If you are holding Billy Hernan Gomez, please stop it. In a 12-team league, please stop it. In a 14-team league, also please stop it. This is a very deep league option only. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Jack, can you just get the vocal cords warmed up? Get that garbage out of here! Oh, kids, cover your ears. What are you fucking doing? Look, we've got to get rid of this bloke. He's trash. He's not good. I fell for it. I, I was not as hyped about this bloke as some um, coming into his draft year or even this year, but I still thought he was going to be better than this. He's bad, man. He's just bad. Eight points on 10 shots. That's shocking. He will be better than this, but he's not a 12-team hold. Um, playing Garrett Temple, who's honestly horrible, like one of the worst rotation players in the NBA is a disgusting thing that Willie Green's doing, but he keeps doing it. And playing Trey Murphy five minutes should be fireable, but he's not going to get fired. It's really frustrating. Herb Jones is not a 12-team league guy, I don't think. 
Eight points, 33 minutes. Love what he does. Good defender. Not a 12-team fantasy guy. Well, Josh the Hitman Hart had 11, 7, and 5, and Ingram was great. 34, 8, and 4. Big, big stuff. The only downside there was the fact that he was, what, 11 for 15 from the line. And I haven't even talked about Devontae Graham because he's been terrible, but he was good. So you've got to give him props. 15 points, 8 assists, 5 triples against the Thunder. Still shot horribly, but at least put up some good numbers. Is he a must-hold player? Probably not. Is it hard to give up on guys who are guaranteed starters because you know their backups are shocking and not taking over that role? Yeah, it is hard to give up on players like that. I don't mind dropping him, but I'm also not like, we have to get rid of Garrett Temple. Uh, shit, no, we have to get rid of Garrett Temple. Ass out of the NBA straight away. It's hard to give up. It's hard to drop a Devontae Graham when you know that he's just going to get these minutes most nights. For the Thunder, Shea Gildas-Alexander, 33 points with five rebounds. And then the Oklahoma City mudflap. I thought they might start Kenrich Williams, but they didn't. But it didn't matter because he played 26, had 17 and 6 with five triples and two steals on 67% shooting. Putting, putting up some okay numbers. I like him like as a 14-team league option at this point. Joshy Giddy. 17, 9, and 7. 44% shooting is not great, but it's better than what he's been doing. Didn't take a free throw. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to stress it to you guys that he is a must-roster player. Does this convince you? Probably won't. If you haven't been convinced already, don't know if this will do it. Now, the Thunder, I tweeted this out. Uh, not Actually, not I did. I updated the status on Basketball Monster that Derek Favors was starting. And then Thunder Beat reporters came out and said, here's your starting lineup. And Jeremiah Robinson Earl starting. I went, oh, okay, something went wrong here. Um, I'll have to change it and put JRE out there. But no, of course, it was Derek Favors starting. And this is only the third most annoying thing of the day in terms of lineups. Um, Favors started, played 19 minutes. It didn't really matter whether he started or not. And Robinson Earl had 6-5 and five in 26. They're not 12-team league guys. Or Darius Baisley, who was top 100 over the last two weeks before today, had two points. Good old, reliable Darius Baisley. Not an NBA-caliber starter moving forward, I don't believe. Uh, he was putting up some okay defensive stats to be a streamer in those categories, but... Yeah, this was shithouse. He's really, really bad. More of a 12-team points league guy than anything else. Well, Trey Mann. People like Trey Mann. I'm not as big on Trey Mann as others, but he did have some highlight-type plays. Nine points with four assists in 23 minutes. It's a long way from him being an impact guy in any sort of um, 12 or even 14-team league at this stage. Let's look at the next game. We've got the Indiana Pacers and the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks went at 114.99, really bad loss for the Pacers. They welcomed back, just, welcomed back Justin Holiday. Miles Turner had 13 and 5, two steals and five blocks. Monster. Sabonis, 16, 14 and 5, really, really big numbers. Karis Levert had 16 points on 46. That's good for him. He's flying at the moment. Top 60 over the last two weeks. That's what we hoped. Don't know if I trust it, but he's playing well. Brogdon, 13, 5 and 5 in 30 minutes. Bit of a disappointing night overall from Brogdon. And then it was just shocking. Like, how do you lose this Bucks team that had that many guys out, especially when guys are putting up numbers? Duarte, it's, it's a stash, man, because he's not playing well. He's not a 12-team league guy, not even close to it. 10 points in 26 minutes, and now Justin Holiday's back. Holiday played 20 minutes, and maybe they go back to Holiday starting. Duarte is not good. He's not good enough to hold. He's not good enough on his merits at the moment to be a 12-team league player. It's not fair me say he's not good because he's solid enough. But the early season hype was way too much for Duarte. Um, hold Again, hold him. If you think a trade's going down, I'd be pretty shocked if anything happens until like February, really. But that's the only value that I think he's going to have. O'Shea Brissett is not a 12-team hold either. I don't believe. Eight points and five rebounds in 23 minutes. While for the Bucks, there was no Giannis in COVID protocols. 
DiVincenzo in COVID protocols. DeMarcus Cousins was out. Wes Matthews was out. Shemi Ojale was out. And Chris Middleton was out. That's why it's a huge win. Drew Holiday went off 26, 4, and 14. Well, Punch Bob played 28 minutes and had 20 and 9. They keep keeping his minutes pretty low. And this was only with Thanasis and Sandro Mamakalashvili coming in behind him. Not that they did anything. Grayson Allen, big opportunity for Big Grace. Um, and Ted Cruz Jr. just had six points on 15% shooting. Now, if you did add Grayson Allen because of the Middleton and Antetokounmpo news and DiVincenzo, I would hold. Like, he's not going to be this bad. But it was obviously shocking. The interesting thing here is they announced the Bucks. They had a tweet. Hey, Rodney starting. Rocket Rodney, here he goes. Here's our starting five. They get on the court. Go, That's not Rodney Hood. Who's that? That's Jordan Wara. Oh, thanks for telling us, you bunch of dickheads. Didn't tell us. Just decided to switch it up. That should be a fine of some sort. It wasn't like Hood couldn't play because he was there playing. Rocket played 20 minutes. So what are we doing? Nora, 15 and 6, 3 steals and a block. That's a really good line. Is there anything I give a shit about? Not really. Because it did take Middleton and Giannis and DiVincenzo and Matthews all being out. Maybe you get one more stream out of him. Maybe. But it's just annoying that they can flick that shit around the way that they did with that lineup and just nobody knows until you see him on the court and you go, well, hang on. Should I have been paying attention to see whether Rodney Hood was out there or if there's someone else out there in his spot? Because that's pretty bloody frustrating. Um, all right, let's uh, go to the yeah. Let's go to the next game. I don't know what I'm waiting for. Let's go on to the next game. We have got the Charlotte Hornets kicking the ass of the San Antonio Spurs. Big win here for the Hornets. One thirty-one, one fifteen. Haywood had forty-one in twenty-nine minutes. PJ had twelve, nine, and seven with two blocks in twenty-nine. Cody Martin, massive, 40 minutes, 21 points, 4-3. Is this guy turning into a real player? Looks like it. I don't think he's going to be able to maintain 12-team league value, but hold on, guys, because he's the 34th-ranked player over the last two weeks. I know everyone's been out. Okay. He's been great. He's 116th for the season. I think that's more realistic, 130 to 180 sort of zone. Hold, and then maybe drop later. Bridges, 19-8-8. Eight eight. Good game. Rogier. Not good. 13 in 26. And then Mason Plumley returned. Did his usual thing. 5, 6, and 4. And is not a 12-team league player. While, guys. Kelly Oubre. We talked about sell high on Kelly Oubre. I didn't think this would happen. Three points in 16 minutes. Had some foul trouble. Had some problems being Kelly Oubre as well. And he just was never going to maintain the level that he was producing. Don't drop him because you might want to wait till Lamelo Ball's back. But that's going to be next game. I would hold through one game when Lamelo's back, but I, I just don't see Ubre with a fully healthy squad being a 12-team league player. For the San Antonio Spurs. Maximum Derek. They were bad, but he was all right. 18-6-7 on 30%, but got to the line 10 times. As did, somehow, and I have no idea how, Bryn Forbes. 10 of 10 for Forbes as well for 25 points in 19 minutes. Do not read into that. DeJounte, he's slumping a little bit. 10 points, 9 assists with two threes, just some poor shooting, but good to get the counting stats in there. Well, Keldon Johnson, it's the, it's the typical Keldon game. 21 points, this must be a, a monster game. 3-3, three, three, he's looking good, dudes. Um, then three rebounds, one assist, zero steals, zero blocks. That's why he's a bad category league player. He shot well, at least. 56 from the field, uh, you know, a solid game. And 26 points, is fantasy points, is good. But, yeah, he lacks so much. Um, Pirtle struggled in this game. Uh, 9 and 4 in 24 minutes, while McDirt had 10 points and Vassell had 10 in his 24. I believe that Vassell is a luxury stash, 
and probably should be on a roster. But if you've got to make the decision to stream in a bloke, do it. To add Alperen Sengun, really easy. But I still believe in Vassal. I just want him to play more than whatever this is that's happening to him at the moment. All right, the next one. The Minnesota Timberwolves on the road get a huge, huge win over the Denver Nuggets. 124-107 because Anthony Edwards, goose. He hit 10 threes. 10. 38 points, 5 rebounds, a steal and a block on 67% shooting. Just phenomenal stuff. While Townsie had 32-4-4 with 3 steals, a block and 3 triples. Big games from those blokes. And D'Angelo Russell actually shot well. 16-8-7. Um, nice game from Jaden McDaniels. He hit 3 threes and had 3 steals, but only a deeper league guy. Oh, sorry, deeper league guy. While um, Jared Vanderbilt pulled down 8 rebounds, had a block. No, he didn't. He had a steal and was 100% from the field. Top 100, top 80 actually over the last two weeks. And Pat Beverly, 11 points, 8 assists. Must roster player, I think. There's five of them that are must rosters here in 12s. Edwards Towns, Russell, Vando, and Bev. Now, with everyone healthy, Malik Beasley's a clear 12-team drop. And then the other rest of the bench just doesn't play. Naz Reed, 12 minutes, 5 for a Kogi. Uh, you got Torian Prince out of the rotation. Jalen Noel playing 6 minutes. No need. They've got a good core of guys there. Well, that's a huge win. For the Denver Nuggets, Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. Twenty-seven, ten, and eleven. Sixty-nine percent shooting. Giggity. And unfortunately, just sixty from the line, but good otherwise. While Faku, six points in thirty minutes for Faku. Eight assists, one steal, two blocks. Because the Nuggets decided that they weren't just going to play Bones. They were just going to make him a healthy and active. I don't know what happened to the big stiffy, but he's out now. With Marcus Howard hurting his knee, we don't know how serious it is. Maybe we can get Bones back in, but that was frustrating. Obviously, Bones is a twelve-team drop. Howard had 14 points in 17 minutes before exiting the game, while uh, Monty Morris had 15 with five assists. As for Faku, he does have some 12-team stream value, although Austin Rivers is likely to return in their next game. Farton will Barton return from his illness, only played 20 minutes, so you got to reckon he was struggling a bit there. Eight points um, in those 20 minutes, while Aaron Gordon, eight points in uh, 27. Gordon is, like, if you're in a 10-team league, I don't think he's must roster. I probably would hold in 12, but he's honestly just a shit category league guy. Well, Jeff Green had 10 points in 31, and he's more of a 14-team league guy versus any sort of must-roster situation. All right, let's look at the next game. The Washington Wizards, they're shocking. They're actually really, really bad. After a hot start, they're shithouse. Uh, they lose to the Kings 105-119. Brad Beal was pretty good. 30 points, 36 minutes. Been waiting for a good Beal game. Apparently still can't hit free throws for some reason, two or four. But 54% overall, not taking enough threes. He's been frustrating. We know that. At least this was a step in the right direction. Dan Gafford, 14 and 6. Hurt himself early, and I was a bit worried. But came back, 14 and 6 in 22 minutes. He is their best center. Uh, I feel pretty comfortable in saying that. While Harrell had 14 points in 21 minutes. Uh, Dinwiddie's garbage. Guys, Jack Armstrong. Get that garbage out! 4, 6, and 4, 25%. No point in him. You can add him back later if he figures it out, but no worries. Get rid of him. Kuzma played 33 and had 6 points. He had been playing well. He didn't play well here. I'm not convinced he remains a 12-team must roster, but for now, you just hold. While Avdia dropped in 15 points in 22 minutes coming off the bench. Good game from Denny, but he's still only a deeper league player. Remember, Dinwiddie is going to rest tomorrow. For the Kings, the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Foot looks like it's bothering him still, but this was better. 32 minutes, 19 and 5, 60% shooting, got to the line six times. That's great. There was no Marvin Bagley. There was no Terrence Davis. Um, 
And then we started Davion Mitchell for his first NBA start. He started in a three-guard lineup. or th- Actually, let's try again. A three-point guard lineup, it was, alongside Tyrese Halliburton and alongside um, De'Aaron Fox. He was all right. 13 points, five assists, a block. You can stream him in for 12 team leagues. I wouldn't look at him as must roster, but you can stream him in. Halliburton had 8, 8, and 9 with three steals and three blocks. So that was really on the verge of a massive line. While Darren Fox had 28, which is great, but no threes, no steals, no blocks, and a horrible, horrible, that's the word, 8 of 13 from the line, which really drags you down. But he is a top 30 player over the last two weeks and seems to have figured out a little bit of stuff under Gentry. Alex Len started with Holmes out, and then Thompson played 21 minutes as well, 15 and 4, while 6 and 6 for Len. They're, they are just deeper league stream options. While Heald had 15 points with not much else, I don't think that Heald is absolutely must roster. Can he be? Sure. Like he, he can be rostered in 12, as much like Jordan Clarkson can be, but I don't think that he is a must roster player, unfortunately, for him. The next game, the Clippers. They knock off, well, not they knock off, they get knocked off by the Jazz, 124-103. No Paul George, no Nico Batum again for the Clippers. So Eric Bledsoe decided it was time for him to go big. 21 points in 31 minutes, but look at that, 80% shooting, it's not going to stick. The eight assists are nice, the four threes are good. He'd been outside the top 200 prior to this. Like, I wouldn't overreact too much at all. Much like, you know, you're not overreacting to Terrence Mann, even though he was shit three points in 29 minutes. Like, these guys aren't going to have that value when George and Batum return. And Kennard had two, 10 points in 31 minutes. There's just not enough playing time for them to maintain 12-team league value. Reggie Jackson leg. It looks a bit off with his leg. Like, he's not right. He had a trip to the locker room. Had 15, 5, and 9, but something's not right there. While my man, Isaiah Hartenstein, was great. 25 minutes. 15 points, 5 rebounds, 1 steal, 2 blocks. Serge Ibaka's out for a bit with the um, COVID protocols slash personal issues. But Hartenstein, I reckon, is their best center. Outplayed Zubats today, who had 4 and 6 in his 18 minutes. I think Hartenstein's a 14-team grab and maybe even a 12-team. While Morris had 24 in 32 minutes, he is benefiting from George and Batum being out uh, in this uh, little stretch of games. For the Jazz, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Another big game, 20 and 17 in just 27 minutes. Well, Don Mitchell is Don. He's good. Had 27 with six assists and two steals. And Bogdanovich hit six triples along with uh, two steals in his 20 points. Jordy Clarkson with a really, really good game as well. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. 21 points with three threes. Of course, it's yeah, his value changes so much that he's just a stream guy rather than must roster. And then Royce O'Neal just did his thing across the board. Seven and five, three assists, two steals, and a block. He's ranked significantly higher than Jordan Clarkson this season in fantasy. But again, he's not going to be rostered in anywhere near as many leagues because points aren't as sexy. He's an okay 12-team league guy, but I don't think the upside is particularly high. Not a great night from Mike Conley. Nine points in 24 minutes, but I, I never worry about Mike Conley. He'll be fine. While everyone, or not everyone, a lot of people added Hassan Whiteside. This is why you don't. Actually, maybe that's not true. Because 11 and 7 is fine. Like, it's all right. With a block, that's okay. Hit his free throws. That's good. But I just don't think that he's anything more than a 12-team streamer. And you don't want to just be holding him through everything that can go on. So a really big win there for the Jazz in the end. All right, let's go now to the last game of the night. The Memphis Grizzlies and the Portland Trail Blazers. Big win for the Grizzlies on the road here. They win at 113-103. Desmond Bain had 23-6, five triples, four assists, continues to play at an extraordinarily high level. He is a bit of a sell high, 
but he's playing really well. And it was a good game from Steve Adams too, 10 and 14 with three steals. I don't look at him as more than a streamer, but it was good. Kyle Anderson also filled it up right across the board. 27 minutes for him with 13, 11, three steals and two blocks. Now that came in large part because there was some foul trouble for Jaron Jackson. So he played just 24 minutes for nine points. That's a stinker. He'd been on the verge of top 30 prior to that. And Dylan Brooks had 22, 7, and 6. Inefficiently, of course, but he did go 8 of 10 from the line. So that's a positive there for Brooksy. Um, Johnny Concha, just nice filling it up across the board in deeper leagues. Nine points, two threes, one steal. That's really good. While the wave pool had three, six, and three. De'Anthony Melton, that is. A steal on a block. I, I, I like him. I just don't believe he's a must-roster 12-team league guy at this point. For the Blazers, big game from Storm and Norman Powell. 25 and 6, five assists, two steals, two blocks, and four threes. Horrible efficiency. Not as bad as his teammate, but good counting stats. And then on a back-to-back, Mr. I-can't-play-more-than-24-minutes, allegedly. Yusuf Nurkic played 31 after playing 39 yesterday. 16-12 and 12 with two steals. Again, like I said yesterday, any bullshit that comes from Blazers people or Lillard, or not Lillard, or Billups or anything about him not being able to do it through fatigue is talking out of their ass. Clear and simple. 16-12 and 12 for Nurk. Lillard shot horribly. 29% again. I know the raw counting stats are pretty good. 21, 5, and 4, 5, 3 is a steal and a block. But efficiency continues to kill his value in 12-team formats. Kill it. Simons bounced back from yesterday's poor night for 22 points in 30 minutes. And we also got 35 minutes from Nasir Little. He didn't do much in them, but he got 9, 4, and 3. I I do think Simons is a 12-team league player, while Little's probably more 14. And then Larry Nance played 31 minutes, had 6, 5, and 3, while Bob Covington played 23 had only four points, but filled it up defensively. Three steals and two blocks. Nance has had, what, three starts now and done jack shit in those? I might give him another one to start and hold on to, but I don't know. I'm just not going to be convinced he's going to remain must roster. He's doing nothing, whereas Covington's doing more stuff coming off the bench. The defensive stats are really good. I'm more moving towards Covington being treated like a Matisse Thibel, defensive streamer type or a Danny Green type player versus a must-roster guy, but he has done well in these games so far coming off the bench. The monstrous line of the night goes to Goose. Anthony Edwards, he is also your young gun of the night, and your waiver wire line of the night is in Oklahoma City. It's Kenrich Williams, who's putting up some good numbers. Okay for 14 to 16 teamers, and your dart of the night is Gary Bird, Garrison Matthews, who stunk it up. Fine to hold him, just don't expect it to continue any time into the new year. It'll be my guess. Let's look at the top performers today um, in nine category leagues. Number one was Edwards, followed by Gordon Haywood, Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I don't know why I wrote Norman, Normna there instead of Norman, but that's how there you go. When you're trying to get stuff done quickly to get it out on time. Norman Powell, Jonas Valanciunas, Nikola Jokic, Miles Turner, Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid, and PJ Washington Jr. Looking at guys rostered in under 50% of formats, you've got Kenrich, Eric Bledsoe, I'm not buying into Bledsoe here at all. Austin Reeves is a 14-team maybe option. Kyle Anderson is a 14-team league guy. Hartenstein, don't mind that he's knocking on the door of 12s. He's he's getting there. Bryn Forbes, absolute fluke. Mike Muscala, nothing to worry about. Terrence Ross, 12-team stream. Gabe Vincent, 12-teamer until those blokes come back. And then Jordan Wara, I don't even know what to make of that because he wasn't even supposed to be starting. So probably just a deeper league scenario. For your points leagues, we're looking at Jokic at one, Towns at two, Holiday three, Norman Powell four, Ingram five, Gordy Haywood at six, Goose is at seven, Gobert is at eight, the delicate dancer Alperen Shangun is at nine, and then at number 10 is Joel Embiid. That'll do it for me today, guys. Don't forget to follow this podcast on the old Apple podcast, on Google podcast, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, give it a thumbs up. Leave your comment down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone.
sagde jeg, 